0: everybody and welcome to the Creative Kindergarten Podcast. I'm Amanda and we are on episode 7 and this time around we're going to be doing something a little bit different. I asked you guys to give me some of your best questions and I'm going to be answering them today. The first question that I got asked was, I'm also an EC in full-day kindergarten and get, get asked all the time, Why don't you become a teacher? And let me tell you, I get asked that all the time. So I'm an early childhood educator, which means I didn't go to teacher's college and get my teaching degree. I went to a college and got my early childhood education degree. Now, for some people, they see an early childhood education degree as just being something lesser than a teaching degree. But to be honest, I probably have more education than some of the teachers I was working with. Um, up until recently, Teachers College was an, an, only a one-year program. It's, it has changed, but until recently, it was only one year. But the early childhood education program was two years. And I do have my bachelor's degree. So I actually have four years honor, honors degree, Bachelor of Arts, and two years of early childhood education after that. So I really do have more education than some teachers. Doesn't really mean anything. It just means that I have a more specialized degree, and I feel like that is a great fit for a kindergarten classroom. So why didn't I become a teacher? Um, the original plan was to go to the early childhood education program to get access to the teacher college program. It was really hard. I don't know what it's like now, but it was really hard to get into teachers' college in Ontario when I was going to school. So there was no way for me to get into teacher's college without having some kind of education background. So I thought, and this was the thought of a lot of people, if you go to get your early childhood education diploma first, you're more likely to be able to get into teacher's college and be able to get your teaching degree. That was the plan. That was what I was going to do. And then once I got into kindergarten as an early childhood educator, I realized that That's where I want to be. I want to be in early childhood education. I didn't want to be moved to upper grades because really you can be moved to grade three, grade two, anytime. And that's not what I wanted after having volunteered in a grade four classroom and being in a classroom setting and being in a school setting. I realized I didn't want to teach anything other than kindergarten. I really loved it. I really loved the program. The early childhood education aspect was amazing. So I never went back to school because at that point it was a two-year program to go to teacher's college. So I would have had to go back to school for two more years. And I just really loved early childhood education. And I know um, for a lot of people that seems strange, like why wouldn't you want to go to teacher's college? You can make more money. But it was really more of a passion of kindergarten than any other grade. And so that's why I never did become a teacher. I stayed in early childhood education and I absolutely love it. Um, Going into the ECE facilitator role this year, I think that I'm going to love it even more. And so yeah, that's why I didn't go to teacher's college. I just decided I didn't want to. (laughs) So question number two that I got is, is your IG directed to teachers or ECEs? So my Instagram handle is really long. It's at Creative Kindergarten blog on TPT and I will put a link in the show notes for that because I know that is really long and might not be the easiest thing to find. So what audience am I trying to talk to with my Instagram? Now for me, this is kind of a little bit of a strange question because teachers and ECEs are the same to me. Early childhood educators are teachers. They're in the classroom, they're educators, their teachers. So, my audience is directed towards kindergarten teachers or ECEs or any other teachers that find my Instagram useful. I want it to be a great conversation starter, a place for you to get ideas. And if you're in some up more upper grades like grade 1s and grade 2, maybe you can get some ideas for your classroom and just modify it to fit the needs of your students. So, I don't have it directed to teachers or ECEs. It's a combination of both. It's whoever finds my information useful, whoever finds that I have something that is valuable to them. And the other part of this is I was wondering if they were trying to say, is your who is your podcast directed to, teachers or ECEs? Again, same thing. Whoever finds this information useful, whoever um, finds value in what I have to say. Question number 3 is how do you stay so organized and on top of everything you do personal school TPT etc I think I got this question in a number of different ways so I might be coming back to this a couple times how do I stay organized I really don't know I think I'm pretty good at making sure I'm using my time the most effectively So if I know I have to get something done in a day, I'm usually able to prioritize like what do I have to get done at what time. So things like Instagram. So I know I have to take Instagram pictures and I like to use natural light to take my Instagram pictures when I have to do them at home at school. It's a different story, but at home I know I have to use natural light. So there's only a certain window of time that I can take Instagram pictures or there's only a certain time when I can film this podcast because I'm also doing video and I need the natural light for my videos. So I'm pretty good at organizing my time and knowing when things have to be done. So I have to film a podcast and take pictures today. I know that I have a window of time between around 11 to two o'clock to be able to do that. And so I know that I can work everything else around that. And I do get up early. I usually get up at like seven o'clock in the morning and I make myself a to-do list and I know what needs, to be get, what needs to be done in a day. And I just work off of that to-do list. If I know that there's something that can be done later at night, like writing a blog post, I'll leave that for later and do things that need to be done earlier in the day. Earlier in the day. Um, my time is just very organized. I'm really great at making lists and sticking to them. Um, there is a... Um, Really good tip that I got off of a Facebook group and one of the things that we were told to do is if you know you have to get something done but you keep getting distracted by social media and I know that I am very um, susceptible to this I'll get lost in social media. What you do is you put a timer for one hour on your phone and you're not allowed to touch your phone for that one hour. It's one hour of just working. And you'll be shocked at how much you can get done if you just work for an hour and you don't get distracted by all these other things. So if I have to write a blog post, I put a timer on my phone for one hour and all I do is write my blog post for one hour. So that is just one way that I really make sure I get everything done. I also have a calendar on my phone and I input everything so personal wise I make sure that whenever I have something scheduled it goes into my calendar that way I don't miss anything I'm not scheduling too many things at went in one day and if somebody wants to do something I know right away when I can do it so calendars my google keep app is another one that keeps me on task with my to-do lists just using your time effectively also, I don't have kids. That probably would have been the number one thing I should have said. Not having kids is the best thing to do if you want a side business because I'm not distracted by them all the time. I have a cat and she needs me sometimes, but not all that much. And so yeah, not having kids, probably my number one tip. <laughs> all right, the next question that I got asked was, how did you learn how to be an effective kindergarten teacher? Did you have a mentor? And I think this is my previous video. I talked a little bit about how a kindergarten classroom works, is that in our full-day kindergarten program in Ontario, there's actually an early childhood educator and a teacher that work as a team to program and to plan and to teach together, which has been amazing. Um, I talked about this in my previous podcast. So if you've already listened to it, I'm sorry, it's going to be a little bit of a repeat, I have been working in full-day kindergarten for five years and in those five years I've had three teaching partners. Each of those teaching partners being amazing kindergarten teachers in their own rights. Like each one of them added value to the classroom in different ways. They were all so amazing and they all had different teaching styles. Each one of the classrooms was awesome to be in and work with them because I got to learn so much from each one of them. So it wasn't really just one teacher that was a mentor. I didn't really ever have a mentor, but just being able to work with just such an amazing group of women over the years has just made my teaching style evolve and just made me such a better early childhood educator just from being around so many great people. I've worked with so many great teams, so many other great uh, early childhood educators. I also take every learning opportunity that I can. Um, Online PDs, listening to podcasts, um, reading blogs, any kind of learning opportunity that comes my way, I try to take advantage of because I'm constantly learning and changing my teaching styles and teaching ideas just by getting more tools for my toolbox. And I talk about this a lot where you have your teaching toolbox, and every time you go to a PD, every time you work with somebody different, every time you get a new idea, it goes in your teaching toolbox. And your teaching toolbox is something that you carry with you throughout your teaching career and you might not use every tool that's in your toolbox but it's always there for you to try if you need some new ideas or new new strategies so it wasn't just one person as my mentor it's really just been a combination of all the amazing people that I've gotten to work with over the years so the next question i got asked was where do you find the energy and motivation to do so much lady um this one's a little bit harder to answer too i just find that i just get done what I get done. If it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. I don't put a lot of pressure on myself to have to get things done when they need to be done. I'm pretty good at making sure I organize my time carefully, like I've said before. Um, Motivation. I've never really had trouble motivating myself to work. I do really enjoy what I do, creating podcasts, creating blog posts, creating things for teachers, pay teachers. It's just something that I really like to do and something that I'm just motivated to do every day. Like I woke up at seven o'clock this morning. I didn't have trouble turning on my computer and starting to work on a blog post. Like it's just something I really like. The energy part is where I struggle the most. Um, I do enjoy sleeping. I do enjoy taking naps. The energy part is where I get lost sometimes. I sometimes just don't have the energy to do things. I uh, drink a lot of coffee, I take some naps and I just keep on going on. And if I don't have time to do something, I don't have time. I find that at the end of the school year is where I struggle the most. For these past couple years, the end of the school year, some things just start dropping off. Like I'll just stop posting on my blog for a couple weeks because you know what? It's not worth me being exhausted if I'm staying up till midnight, one o'clock in the morning, trying to write a blog post. Just some things just have to slide, and you have to just prioritize like what is important to you. And for me, it's having enough energy to go to school every day and work with these little five year olds and make sure they're having the best education that they can, and I'm the best teacher I can be. So it's really just about prioritizing and making sure that you're doing what's best for you and what's best for your classroom. All right the next question I have is how did you get started with TPT? Were you ever fearful of copyright stuff? I'll start with the first part of the question is how did I get started on TPT? Uh, Let me just backtrack and let you know what TPT is in case you have no idea what I've been talking about. TPT is Teachers Pay Teachers. It's a website that you can go to where teachers buy and sell resources that they've made for the classroom. I have my own store on there. It's called Creative Kindergarten and I've been selling for a few years now. I haven't always sold all my things on Teachers Pay Teachers. I first, when I first started in the classroom, I was just making things for our classroom because I couldn't find what I wanted online. So I just started making my own things and after making my own things in our school and sharing it with other educators they were telling me like you just need to put this online like you can make some money off of this and I think pretty much everybody maybe everybody starts that way on teachers pay teachers they're just making things for their classroom and they realize hey I can put this online and other teachers can enjoy it too and I have had a blog about kindergarten my creative kindergarten blog has been online for longer than I've had my teachers pay Teachers store I've always wanted to have a way to share what I'm doing in the classroom with other teachers. And so I started a blog ages ago and I've always had things on there to share with other teachers. Even before that, when I wasn't in, wasn't a ECE in a kindergarten classroom, I used to knit a whole ton. I still knit a little bit and I had a knitting blog. I've always just had, uh, like a desire to reach out and share what I'm doing with other people. This was before Instagram and I guess Facebook was there, but it wasn't really being used to share um, kindergarten things, I guess. I didn't really see it on there. So a blog seemed the best way to start. So I always had my blog. And then when I started making things for the classroom and sharing it with other educators and they said, hey, you should go put this on Teachers Pay Teachers. I said, I'll give it a try. And I just threw up whatever I'd made on there. And never, like, I made like a few cents here and there, but it wasn't really this big turning point in my life until I started to take it seriously. I decided that if I wanted to make this work, this was going to have to be something that I started actually putting some effort into. So I think January of, I want to say 2017, I decided to really start putting effort into Teachers Pay Teachers. And so the second part of the question is, was I ever fearful of copyright stuff? And I feel like, no, I've never had a fear of copyright anything. I've never encountered anything that I would feel like I'm infringing on anybody's copyright. It's really easy to check copyright. There's different uh, websites that you can just type in trademarked um, or something that you think might be trademarked into the website and it'll tell you whether or not it's trademarked. So for example, anything Disney anything, Pete the Cat, anything, Mo Willems or Mo Williams, whatever that um, pig and elephant peer person is, uh, Lego, anything like that is definitely copyright and I will just not touch that. That is somebody else's work. It's not my work. I'm not going to touch that. And just as an FYI for anybody who's buying things like that off of Teachers Pay Teachers, just because it's for sale on Teachers Pay Teachers, Doesn't mean they have the right to sell that on Teachers Pay Teachers. There's lots of copyright issues on there. And as a a buyer, you need to be aware that you might be buying something that can be copyright struck and then you won't have access to that file anymore. So just know that just because it's on Teachers Pay Teachers doesn't mean that it doesn't have any copyright issues. That is, also, that is a big sticking point with me on Teachers Pay Teachers is I can't stand it when I see blatant copyright issues on there. So I've never had that problem. I use clip art from Teachers Pay Teachers itself and I always give credit to the people I use. The same thing with the fonts. There are some really great clip art sellers on Teachers Pay Teachers and I buy their clip art and I have some in particular that I like a lot just because I like their style. And as long as you're always giving credit to them, it's fine. Um, Copyright, I feel like, is a really cut and dry issue. There's not really any gray area. If it's copyrighted, just don't use it. Think of your own idea. Just do something else. The next question I have is, how do you keep up with blogging and teaching? I always start, but then never keep up. Any tips? My tips with my blog is that I make a schedule i have a calendar and i write in what blog posts i want to write and when they will be posted and i just start plugging away at it i have posted in the past twice a week so what i'll do is i'll have one post go up on a tuesday and another post go up on a friday and i kept that up all through the school year last year right up until the very end of the school year when i knew i was getting overwhelmed with everything that needed to be done for school and my blog and my Instagram, and Facebook, and all this, and I just added up, and I said, hey, blogging right now is just going to take a back burner, and I'm going to focus on making sure the end of the year goes smoothly for these students, and so now I'm back on track with my blog, and I think I'm going to have a more focused idea of what I want my blog to be about, and I think it's going to be more connected to my podcast, and really engaging with kindergarten teachers, and an audience, just to Really have a conversation about what kindergarten means and how we can all just make kindergarten an easier place for all of us to be in. And so, how? What are my tips? Is just get a schedule and stick to it. My biggest thing is finding ideas to put on my blog. I have a really hard time with coming up with new blog post idea for every week. So just have a notebook. Every time you have an idea for a blog post write it down. If you're running out of ideas, go to Facebook groups that have kindergarten teachers in it and see what are they talking about? What are their problems that they're having in kindergarten? What do they need help with? And just come up with a set of ideas for your blog posts and just have a scheduled time every week that you have to sit down and you have to write. You have to make that promise to yourself. It has to be something that comes from within and something that you motivate yourself to do. All right the next question that I have is how do you find so much time for all this creativity? No seriously what's your regimen like? A little bit about my regimen during the summer just because that's what I'm in right now is that I usually wake up at seven eight o'clock in the morning and I get up and I just get started. I make myself a to-do list of what needs to be done that day and I just start going through the list. I give myself little breaks in between just so I don't go stir crazy but I do just keep working at Throughout the day to get that to do list done. Um, In the summer, it's really easy. Again, no kids means that I can just kind of do whatever I need to do and get things done. During the school year, that changes a lot because I do work full time. I usually get up at five o'clock in the morning um, during the school year, then I will do a quick workout, and the quick workout is about a half an hour, and then I go to work and then I come home. And I eat something and then that's when I start working on all the extra stuff like Teachers Pay Teachers, my blog, Instagram, Pinterest, all that craziness. And what I've done is I've made myself a weekly list and it's going to change again this year but I've made a weekly list of what needs to be done each day so I don't forget anything. So for instance on Monday it would be like start blog post for next week. On Tuesday would be I don't know, create Instagram content for next week. Next day could be edit product. So every day was a different task that I had to get done that night. I would also add to it and make sure that everything got done. Sometimes things would have to be pushed over to the next day and I would just keep going. I'd just make myself a weekly to-do list and just make sure that every day I had accomplished something on that list. Again at the end of the school year that changes everything because I get so tired and it's just not worth it anymore and it's okay to give yourself a break. Know that it's not gonna all get done all the time and be don't be too hard on yourself because it's not worth it. If you just keep pushing yourself you either make yourself sick or you burn yourself out and then nothing gets done. So give yourself breaks make take it easy and just do it because you love it. Find something that you really love to do. If blogging is something you really love to do, put your energy into blogging. That's what I started out with and that's another thing. I didn't start with everything at once. I started with blogging, then I added my Teachers Pay Teachers store. Once I had my Teachers Pay Teachers store pretty well figured out, then I added in Pinterest. Once I figured out Pinterest, I added in Facebook. Once I figured out Facebook, I added in Instagram. And now that all that seems to be running pretty smoothly and I can run it without too much effort. I'm now adding in this podcast and the YouTube channel that's kind of lumped into one. So don't try to take on everything at once. You're going to burn yourself out while you try to figure out all the different platforms. Just add one platform at a time. So if you want to start with blogging, listen to all the podcasts about blogging, read blog posts about how to start your blog, really do some research about it and make sure that it is how it is where your passion is. For this podcast, for instance, I am filming 10 podcasts before I'm even launching it because I want to make sure that I'm comfortable with the podcast and that this platform is going to work for me and my husband is going to be the one editing all the videos and all the podcasts for me and running that side of it. So I want to make sure he is comfortable with everything and that we're on the same page and that he'll be able to just run it behind the scenes so that I'll just be able to film and hand him the raw footage and then he's going to help me just with all the rest of it. So I'm a big planner. I planned 10 podcasts. I'm going to film the 10 podcasts, 10 podcasts, and then I'm going to keep it going. Uh, Just filming one, launching it, filming one, launching it made me too nervous because it's a new format for me and I didn't want to start something that I wouldn't be able to keep up so if you're starting a blog or you're starting a teachers pay teacher store put a few blog posts or products up as you go but really make sure that you have a few backups a few things that you are working on so that it's not just a constant catch-up game I don't know if that makes sense. You don't wanna just constantly be trying to keep up with your store or keep up with your blog. You wanna make sure that you have some things that are kind of in the works all the time so that you can just keep putting out content without burning yourself out, I guess. So I think that's all the questions I have today. Let me double check, but I'm pretty sure that was it. Yeah, that's it for today. Um, these are all questions that I got from my Instagram so if you're not following me there that's usually where I am I'm posting to my stories all the time I post my daily life or just Instagram stuff like different posts that I'm doing I also do updates about podcasts YouTube channels my mailing list all that kind of stuff all lives on my Instagram page I am on Facebook too but I don't spend as much time on there and so if you have any more questions for me, or if you want me to do another episode like that again, like this again, make sure you go visit me on Instagram and send me a message. I'd love to hear from you guys. I'll answer any questions you have. I'll put all the links for where you can find me in the show notes. I also have a blog that you can go check out. So thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you guys next week for episode eight. Bye!